This is episode three of our so-called life, and this is my best friend, Leona, and myself, Erin, and this is the episode all about Leona. Oh, dear. <laughs> Scared yet? Yay. Yes. Petrified. That's so, what I'm going to Pull off the Band-Aid. We're going to do this. <laughs> oh, this is going to be therapy. No, just kidding. Um, I do... I, you've had a far more interesting life than myself, so I'm excited. And I was embarrassed when I was writing out some of these questions to realize that after knowing you this many years, I don't know the answers to some of these. What's your favorite um, fruit? What's it? <laughs> it better not be pineapple or this comes <laughs> and this whole podcast goes to hell. Um, first off, you did not grow up here. You grew up in Hawaii, right? I did. Um, I'm originally from um, Oahu, which is an island in Hawaii. A little town back then, but I don't think it's so little now, Waipahu. Majority of the people who grew up there are Filipino, which is what I am. I'm part Filipino, part Hawaiian. And um, yeah, I went to school in Waipahu at a private school. Sounds way more pinky up than it is, but um, in Waipahu too. So it was within a mile radius of my house. I remember you telling me one time that pretty much all of Hawaii is private schools. There are, it's public school and private school. Um, there are, it's same like here where there's boundaries. So we had, there was Waipahu Elementary, Waipahu Intermediate, Waipahu High School. Um, I didn't go to those, but um, there are local public schools and sprinkled throughout is um, a few private schools. Most of them religious based. So they're, they're mostly like Catholic schools. Oh, so was yours Catholic school? It was. I uh, was raised Catholic. I think that's because um, that was a choice of my dad. And uh, I'm not sure what my mom was. I think my mom was um, Protestant. But yeah, so we, we grew up in a Catholic household. Okay. One brother? So I have um, one brother who we share the same mom and dad. And then I have half brothers which I grew up mentioning that they were step. That's not step. You know, you don't know when you're a kid, uh, but they're a half brother and a half sister, same mom, different dads. Okay. So my mom was married beforehand, had my sister and my brother, and then um, ended up marrying my dad and then had my brother and then myself. So I'm the youngest. You are the baby. <laughs> the baby. Of the I did not know that. Yes. Yes. So we're, we're opposites. <laughs> Our opposites. Of a family of four, too. Of a family of four. And I, I am closest to my brother that we share the same mom and dad, just because I think it's the age, um, the age difference. We're only three years apart. Um, my older brother and my older sister, I think my brother is maybe, I think we're six years apart. And then my sister, I think, is maybe 11 or 12 years apart. So there was a big age difference. So, so you, that's so funny. So my baby sister is 11 years younger than me. See, <laughs> that's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when did you move here? So um, I know there I was always, a stop in Texas, right? Right. So I always go back to the first I have. I was on a plane beforehand when I was seven. We did go to Disneyland. So that was my first experience on a plane. Um, but for that was when I was 19 turning 20, I believe. And um, I had Mario and I met, my husband and I met when um, he was stationed on Oahu. And we, really sad story, but <laughs> sad because it's just stupid. So he was, he was already in the military. 
And I was going to college during the day. And at night, I need I needed to eat. So I needed a job. And I was working at a magnet store. He needed he was wanting a nighttime like, job. We don't have magnet stores here. So what's a magnet store? Well, a magnet store. A magnet store is is floor to ceiling magnets. I mean, this is Hawaii. Oh, it's like a legit ma- I thought this was like code for like 7-Eleven. No, we weren't even it's making anything awesome. Floor to ceiling. I mean, it's a tour, like a tourist thing. Everything says Hawaii on it. So floor to ceiling, uh, metal walls that have magnets stacked on it. Little everything, all the magnets, every little coffee cups, little people in hula skirt, all the magnets <laughs> in the store. And so um, I needed a job. That was a job that I ended up getting. He was wanting a nighttime job to help buy Christmas presents for his nieces back home in Texas. And just so happened we had met while working at a magnet store. So it, it's a stupid story. So anyway, And that is so freaking adorable. So he... Um, See, so he walked he, in to buy a magnet, and I was like, what? This is like a Hollywood love story. Why is this not a movie? But it's even cuter that he was working there. Yeah, we both work night shift together. Um, so you could get another for, job in the military. So for, yeah, but it wasn't related. So I guess that's why that was a, he could work, but just it didn't have to be, you know, he's IT. So if you just can't work anything IT. Um, so forward that when we were dating each other, I was done with one of my semesters in college. He had um, another he recruiting was the next job he was going to get, which was in Texas. And um, that was a crossroad. Right. So what do you do? I mean, I was I had my own apartment. I was going to school. I was working. But Wait, school was, how long have you been together when this happened? Uh, really short. It was like maybe six months. Really short. Um, and I say that because I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. So, um, but that's a crossroad, right? Cause if I signed up for another semester of college, I mean, then I just stay and, um, then we'd be apart for that long. Not a big deal, but you know, when you're 19, everything's dramatic. So, <laughs> um, and so he was like, well, if you want, you can come and stay with me in Texas and granted I had never been anywhere other than Hawaii. That was where I was born. I was raised. I had never been. And the airport, you know, going to on the airplane was Disneyland when I was seven. So like that's. Have you ever lived with a boy before? One. Yeah. One before that. That. So the one, the guy before him, fully toxic. That's not a good relationship. But um, that was like a high school. You know, we had dated through high school on and off or whatever. Tried something after we graduated. I graduated when I was 17 because I was on the younger side. So, um, but that was, yeah, that was, I'd say the parallels in our lives. <laughs> um, and so that just didn't work out and stuff. So it asked, I was like, okay. And I had to tell my brother that, which I'm thinking when we have that discussion with him on our podcast, <laughs> we'll see how he felt about that. Because I can't um, wait to hear his perspective of this story. That I I can tell you one conversation we had, he was like totally afraid. I mean, he had met Mario, but he was afraid of what if, right? Like, what if that doesn't work out? He was mostly worried about. I can't get to you. 
Yeah. Or I, I can't, I, I can't have you come back. Like, and so when I told Mario that I said, you know, that's my brother's biggest thing. He's like, well, set up a bank account just with like ticket money. That's what we're going to label it. If he feels that it's so like, this isn't a thing, then you'll, you'll have an out. You'll have an out. So, um, so off I went and I knew nothing about Texas. I kind of maybe knew where it was, um, but other than that, no idea what part of Texas he was in, no idea of what, I mean, this is pre-internet Google days, so you don't really have any way of finding out what the temperature is like. What? So I remember going in the plane and flying over Texas, we, there was a connecting, and so from Dallas and then to where I ended up staying, flying over and everything was green and then it stopped being green and <laughs> ended up being brown brown i mean i had never <laughs> seen as far as the eyes can see brown and Which, like a huge i mean i don't i've never been to hawaii but i've i from what i know of it it's a very lush green beautiful place so this must have been a total culture shock such because I I mean for one year the plane so I flew from Honolulu to Dallas I don't remember there being a layover anywhere else and then from Dallas to Midland Odessa which is where we ended up staying and the plane difference inside like you went from a huge, you know, 100 plus, maybe almost 200 passenger plane to go to Dallas. And from Dallas to Odessa, it was, I could reach <laughs> from one end to the other. I mean, this is, and you're coming over this brow and all you see is land. I'm not sure if that made me feel safe or not, land instead of water. But, <laughs> and I'm coming, and it was March. So it was a little on the cold side, but I mean, you know, he met me at the airport. That's a plus. <laughs> That's like huge green flag, like huge green. <laughs> and um, we stayed there for uh, three years. And the good thing, good and bad thing, is that his recruiting station was the town over from where his family lives. So I got thrusted <laughs> wow. into, into the in-laws right off the bat. And that's all I had, right? Like, I mean, all I had was him and new people that I just met. And when he was in recruiting, he was gone from about 4.30 in the morning. And some days he wouldn't come home till 10, 11 o'clock at night because he had the outer towns of recruiting. And, um, you know, you go when people are available. So some people work late at night and you're out there and you're maybe two, three hours out and you're having to come back home and stuff. So he was gone a lot during those uh, three years. So, I mean, and then uh, after those three years, since he did such a great job in recruiting, <laughs> they give you a station of choice. And his top one was coming back to Hawaii. And so by then we had Ryan. And so we got a chance to, to go back home. So we were back there for another four years. And then DC. And then DC. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did where did you have Shane? In Hawaii? No, here. So um yeah, here. So we went back home. I think Ryan was 
I think he had just turned two. And then we were there for four. We came back here and I was I was already pregnant with Shane. Um, we flew to California because we had a car that we were um, that came with us. So we went to California, picked up the car and then drove seven months pregnant from California to Virginia. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I would not do it. I would not do it. I'd have been like, yeah. I'll see you in V. I'll see you in DC. I'm <laughs> with, with an almost. He was almost six that time. Yeah, Ryan. He was almost six so with a with a six year old in tow. So we drove as fast as we can because I think they gave us like five days. You know, they give you per diem. So I think it was five days they gave us to go from one end of the country to the other, and we just booked it all the way through, <laughs> and ended up here. Here, which was supposed to be a three-hour tour, ended up, as they say in Gilligan's Island, right? Uh, <laughs> ends up being, a instead of a three-year tour, we ended up being here for 20, I guess. Whoa. Don't do that math. That's like... And then Mario retired. Yeah. So um, we were here for... He was here for three... So Shane was born in 20, 2003, and then Mario had retired in 2007. So he was already at 21, and I think he would have stayed to 30, which is kind of the thing you do. Um, what prompted him to retire was the next duty station they were wanting him to go to was Fort Bragg. And he's been there before, earlier in his career, and he knows that if you go to Fort Bragg, you're going to have to jump. And he had no problem jumping, but um, does that mean jump? Uh, out of planes, yeah. Oh. To yeah, so and he did that before, so he didn't have a problem with that. But he knows that the next place they would have sent him to would have been he would have been deployed, and he he wasn't wanting to be wanting to be away from it. At that point, Shane was three, four. He wasn't wanting to to leave Shane. So and so for those who don't know, <laughs> uh, Shane has Down syndrome. Right now, he's 19 years old. Say that out loud. Uh, <laughs> I still can't believe that because I know him from being very like eight, nine or something like that. Yeah. So um, he was um, so he was born here in Virginia. Um, I just a short review of the whole birthing situation with that. Um, so we he was born at uh, Fort Belvoir and. No blame on them, no shade on them. You know, I didn't know that he was that he had Down syndrome in utero. Um, I had done the the prenatal testing just as far like the triple screen. You know, they test for the top three, whatever genetic, and it was it was fine. Um, and I had him. It was a Black Friday. <laughs> Remember that because it was the day after Thanksgiving, and he got whooshed away. Didn't think anything of it, right? Didn't even. And then when they came back, nothing. They didn't say anything about. It. And then it was right before we were getting ready. I think I was in a hospital for two days. Right before I, we got ready to discharge, they said he's showing. Uh, what is that word? They're, he's showing, not signs, markers maybe. Markers or symptoms. Yeah, of having Down syndrome. I didn't even know what that meant. I mean, I hadn't been exposed to anybody with down syndrome and i always compare it to the only thing i knew was um right corky 
Um, it was it, that the first exposure for all of us. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I'd never been around. So I mean, and they said they don't know yet. They're doing um, blood work, and the way they had presented it was just odd. It was so. If he doesn't have it, he'll go to family practice where they'll see him. If he does have it, you'll get called by our pediatrician and he'll be seeing in the pediatrics. Okay. I figure it's a quick test. I don't know, right? Uh, two weeks later, I get a call from scheduling who schedules him at pediatrics. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess that means, what does that mean? And for the two weeks, I don't even think I put him down. I think I held him for like, you know, you look at your kid, right? You're staring at him going, is that a, is that a trait? Is that a, tra a characteristic? That's the word. Is that a characteristic? Is that a thing? You know, you kind of look around and you're like, he has a high roof. Is that a high roof? He, you know, you kind of look at all the things, like the little, you know, the crease in his hand and stuff. Now you kind of like stared at him. So I stared at him for two weeks, I think. And um, when they said that, I was like, well, I guess he had. That's how I found out. So we go to make the appointment for pediatrics. He gets seen at pediatrics. And I was probably one of the most, at that point, I mean, I've been more livid since. But <laughs> at that point, probably the most livid I've ever been. I said to them, I don't want another mother to have to go through that. Get your stuff together. If you're going to tell a parent that their child has a disability of sorts, you need to present it better than, if you call, get a call from here, then this, if you get a call from here, then that, like that's nerve wracking in two weeks, that's ridiculous. So that's a, that was my uh, birthing story for that. So, um, so Mari was given a choice to go to, either go to um, Fort Bragg or retire. And I don't, I think by the time he even said anything to me about it, I think he had already made up his mind that he was going to retire. So he turned in his paperwork. I think it was like three months later he was retired. He left his job on a Friday in his military outfit, his uniform, and went back on Monday as a government employee <laughs> in the same same desk, same whatever. So. So he never he never left his job. That's nice. It was a good place for him to. I mean, he's still there. It's a good place that they didn't just they had to change the job for him to stay. Right. I mean, like if it was a military job and then a government service one, they had to quickly turn around and make sure that uh, they just wanted him to stay, I guess. So mm -hmm. we, moved, we moved from Fort Belvoir and into into the into Nova. <laughs> to the Northern Virginia jungle. I'm trying to picture the townhouse you guys lived in before you moved. So we lived in... Like, I remember it, but I yeah. don't remember it. Well, we lived in North... The first place that we ended up living was... Um, where did we move from Fort Belvoir? Was in North Springfield. That was the first place we moved at. No, after. that's where I was born. I'm telling you, I feel like our paths are like always crossing. Um, and was in North Springfield, and then um, 
I think we were there for two years, maybe. And then Mario had a chance to uh, move jobs. He was there was an opening in San Antonio, Texas. And so the all of us packed the boys and I packed up because he still needed to finish a, a couple months left of work till the promotion would happen. No, till the transfer would happen. And so the bo- school was starting. So I took the boys. We went to San Antonio. We got a house. We rented one. And then uh, he called me up and was like, so instead of transferring me, they're promoting me. So uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to fucking murder you. Like, so you're we- such a nice wife. This is why I'm not married, because I would have lost my shit. <laughs> so he... um. He, he said, I'm like, okay, so, you know, you have a choice. We could either, I mean, we already signed a lease. I'm like, either I let the, and the boys had started school by then. And I'm like, should, I mean, I'm not, I can't move them again, you know? So let me have them finish the year and then we'll move back. And so it was a lot of plane, like he did a lot of flights coming back and, you know, for the big, like Christmas and you know, the I think he came back for Thanksgiving because it's like kind of around the boys' birthdays. They both are November babies. So, um, and he came back for Christmas. I mean, he came back a lot, like a lot. He did. So he was here on this side. He rented a room in a house. Evidently, all he did was ride a bike, bicycle, and um, and uh, play softball. <laughs> so that's all he did while we were gone. And then when our lease was up, we packed the U-Haul back up and then drove from San Antonio to here. <laughs> he had found a townhouse for us to rent. And I never looked at it. I just, okay. <laughs> and um, we moved in. Like, I think Shane and I may have come. I think we got there before they did to the house. Oh, no, he he had come with the U-Haul. And got to that townhouse. Shane and I pulled up and we stayed at that house for six years until we came two miles up the road. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I can't picture that house. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's right across from a white oak. Yeah. But I like, and I know I was invited several times, yeah. but I literally several not, <laughs> like, I've already blocked it out. Like, all I can picture is the new house that you're in. We all have blocked out the house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good times. <laughs> we have all blocked out that house. But I um I always say it's a we always just move right across the street from the school that our kid are at, is at, right? So <laughs> kind of brilliant actually. <laughs> no, don't have to worry about transportation. I tried to do that and then after I moved in, because it didn't occur to me to look up the boundaries because the mm. middle is literally a block from my house. Yeah. And it wasn't until after I moved in that I realized that it's not zoned for me. Like the zoning's weird out here, and she's actually zoned for a school like forty-five minutes away. And I get somebody has to be the. I always say like somebody has to be the boundary. Like I always say that. But when we're in Texas, that was we were where we were at. There was a middle school right around the corner, maybe two miles around the corner. Yeah. No. My kids zone for the one that's in the next town over, which is 45 minutes on the bus. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's great. Crazy. Like the, the, the school, her middle school is less than a mile. Like she could walk. Yeah. And we're not zoned for it. 
she's on 45 minutes away. She's four miles from this school when she's at Sean's house and he's zoned for it. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. Somebody has to be the hard line. I get it. But can it not be me? <laughs> can it not be me when it's right there? I can see it. I can see it. It's right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So other questions. You uh -oh. are by far the craftiest person I've ever met. Like you can make anything. Like you're like, I want to make a magnet. I'm going to make a magnet. <laughs> I want to make a cup. I'll make a cup. I want to paint a mural. I'm going to paint a mural. Like where did this come from? Like, right. Is, your, is like one of your parents artistic or did you just realize at a very young age, like, holy shit, I know how to make stuff. Cause I don't like, I look at what you do right. and I'm dumbfounded. Like it's insane. Like I would rather buy something. <laughs> <laughs> And not get not get frustrated with trying to make it. So um, I, neither of my parents, to my recollection, were um, creative. I know that I have extended family that is very either musically gifted, which I'm not, <laughs> or um, you know my my grandma did quilts and all that other stuff. So I think that there's there is creativity in the family I'm just not sure to pinpoint where and when I have no idea I've always been that kid though right that had like the pen place was always Sanrio store was always my place the pen store was always my place I would save my my lunch money sounds so bad but I would save my lunch money so I could go buy pens and notebooks and I um have lunch money for cigarettes and weed <laughs> I would, I mean, it was, I've always enjoyed art. Uh, I never thought about that being a living. I never thought that it would, like, people would like it. I liked it, and I didn't think that anybody else would like it. Um, but I remember, and I always say this, I always remember my very first craft project. It was, I don't even know whose yellow shirt it was. It could have been like my brother's shirt. I don't know. But um, Michael Jackson, right? And the singular glove. And it was some yellow shirt that I ended up putting my hand on. And I traced it twice. And I hand sewed it so I could have one glove. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and I had to have been about. Did you jewel it? Like, see, I never had a bejeweler. So I, I think it was about seven, six or seven. See, and this is the thing, okay. So like, I know it sounds, it's very, and we can get into this when I have my brother on because, and that's, I think it would be an interesting conversation that it sounds pretentious that, oh, you went to a private school. Like, oh, you must've had like a lot of money, right? And I was like, no, we had no money. Like we were the ones who received the canned goods the boxes of canned goods, right? And um, you know, they would say at the school, bring your canned goods, and I'd be like so excited. Let me get my get me get my beans and let me, you know, and bring it to school. And I drop it in the oh yay. And the next thing you know, the next week, that box is in my living room. <laughs> you know, it, it's a very my dad really appreciated education. And he so much so that we could not afford for uh, for my brother and I, both of us went to private school, to go at all. I mean, I'm not even sure 
how it went. But I do know that there are some days when you flick the light switch on and the lights never went on. And I, you would assume there's a blackout on my street. No, girl, it's just your house. <laughs> just your house don't have the electricity. We so very similarly. <laughs> it's a, and I don't, and even to this day, I feel like my brother and I have had conversations about this, about how jaded, right? You go to, because there are kids who go to private school and they have the, the fancy cars and the big house. Like you go to the birthday parties and that's not my house. You know, like that's, I mean, their houses are big. They have all these cars in their thing. And it was, it's confusing because that's not you. But also it makes you like wonder. I mean, it really reiterated the fact that his big thing was education. And he knew, because the neighborhood that we grew up in was not a very safe neighborhood. And I always feel like, private school is what saved my brother and I because we had we were you know we're part of the 80s I mean like latchkey kid (laughs) roaming the streets I mean like we we could have gone a different path and we didn't and I I I mean I don't know if it was in the 80s but I know now like drugs are a huge issue in Hawaii it's like one of the and I I know this purely based on Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter put meth in Hawaii on the map. <laughs> and I mean that that's has to be fact, right? I mean, if that's I mean the, the whole show is based on that. I mean, that has to be somebody's getting bailed out for that. So I'm assuming it's yeah, a problem. It's a problem. And so I mean, I it could have gone a different way. I mean, we were left alone a lot, and so. I mean, and all we had really was each other to be like, are you, are you alive? Are you going, you know, kind of that check in. And um, I I don't know. I don't know if it would have been a different way. Your mom and dad didn't stay together, right? So that's an interesting. (laughs) I know. You don't have to talk about it. No, no. And I was wondering about this because I was like, ugh. But I think there's a lot to learn from that. (laughs) Um, My parents were together, but I cannot say at what point they were happily together. As far as I recall, even my brother can recall, they were not together. They were separate rooms, same house, but separate rooms. They never talked to each other. They may have talked to each other through us. And that was probably because of me, because I was the closest to my dad. Um, But my mom passed away when I was 10. And uh, my brother and my mom were super close. And so when she passed away, he was like beside himself. He was already kind of an introvert, but I think that pushed him to be even more so. Like he and my dad never talked. (laughs) Then anything they wanted to know was through me. They never really had a conversation with each other. Oh my Um, God, that's so interesting because I still feel like you are like that. Like you are very good at being the intermediary. (laughs) People. That sounds, it explains a lot, right? And it really so, does. Yeah. So, well, and so does my mom and dad's marriage was an interesting thing because you never saw them communicate. You never saw them have any affection towards each other. Um, it was, it was sort of, like there was no, you, you, you know, sometimes I would walk around going, how did I even have this, you know? 
<laughs> do you think that that's why your marriage is completely opposite? I often wonder, because there's that thing, right? When you see, when you don't, when you see a dysfunctional relationship, how do you know? I guess you realize that that's not what you want, right? Like you realize what it doesn't look like. And so, I mean, I attribute our marriage working because we both work at the marriage, right? I mean, like there are times when I'm just a bum. And I got, you know, you're raising kids. I mean, you know, and I, I've said this to you before. I think that I don't remember my 30s. I don't remember anything. I mean, you're shuffling kids and you're, you're trying, you know, I was always working from home. So I'm working from home. I'm doing stuff with my kids. Like you kind of, and then next thing you know, they're grown and stuff. And all you have left is, you know, your husband. <laughs> so I attribute it to both of us working at it and I never saw my mom and dad working at it and that's that is I think so my dad never remarried I don't even I think maybe he had a girlfriend or two maybe I was mean to them I don't know because <laughs> he and I were really close um but he never remarried and I always ask him like why have you not remarried and he said I married your mom and that was we, we said that that was it. And so I said, do you think that she thinks that you're happy? And he goes, does it matter? Like, that was his thing. He was like, that she was the only one and that was it, period, point blank. Don't have any more conversation about it. So he passed away when I was 19. So. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> It's a bit much. Um, on a lighter subject, yeah. this, because you grew up kind of like I did, I'm interested to know what was your favorite, because I also grew up super poor. So I feel like you can define poverty by like what your favorite snack was after school. So like what, what struggle bus snack did you make that you like still to this day, low key is kind of like your favorite. Oh, see, I, w I had one and then you said still my favorite and I can't say I've had it yet, but I used to it love eating. To it could go the other way. Something you'll yeah. never eat again. Never eat again. Uh, <laughs> uh, the mayonnaise sandwich, dude. I don't know why that hits so well. White bread with mayonnaise in it. Like what? With saltines with butter. Yes. Like we used to eat fucking sleeves of saltines with butter. Like that. I mean, because that was what we had. Saltines were super fucking cheap. Butter was super cheap. Right. And yeah, that like to this day, if I eat a saltine with butter, I'm like, God damn, this is fucking good. It hits, right? It totally hits. But everybody always wants to know why I don't like pineapple. And they're like, this is so weird. Why don't you? Oh like no. Go ahead. This is why. Because growing up, I we were super fucking poor. And there was a ton of us. There was four kids, two adults. Yep. And my, there was no money. So a very easy dinner was chicken thighs and a can of barbecue sauce and a can of crushed pineapple. Ah. Uh. did for like 12 fucking hours till it resembled cat food. And my parents would put it over rice because rice is super cheap. Yeah. And it was like, they called it Hawaiian chicken. So I was destined to be your best friend. I know. 
very young age, <laughs> but we ate it like four times a week because it was so cheap and it fed a ton of people. And I, I never eat a fucking pineapple again. Like I can't even smell it. I, like it brings back so many funky nights of like, uh, seriously again. And ironically, my kids the other day, they were like, we're having chicken again. And I was like, because chicken thighs are so fucking cheap. Yeah. And yeah. now, again, I have way more money. I'm not trying to flex, but I have way more money than my parents did. And I only have two children. But chicken thighs are so fucking cheap. And if yeah. these little brats of mine aren't going to eat the dinner, then I'm going to make it the cheapest way. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but man, like just the sound of Hawaiian chicken makes me want to like. <laughs> you know, I always think it's interesting because it. People always ask, like, what is the thing to go back to when you're a kid, like, food-wise? And I always think how influential that is with food, right? I mean, my mom used to always make um, liver and onions was her thing. And I'm not sure if it was <laughs> because I'm sure it's because it was inexpensive. Or, or oxtail soup is a big thing. I'm not a fan of the oxtail soup either. I usually go around it, like menudo. I go around everything. Uh, <laughs> I go around, I don't, I don't eat it. But the liver and onion thing, I feel like it was one of those things where they tell you, okay, you eat it or you starve. And I feel like that was one of the nights that I did my starve card and was like... <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, my, my sisters and I were just, we have like a family, like a sister text we were just talking about the fact that like back in the day like pudding pops were like the rage like that was rage. but they had that fucking banana flavor so like you'd think that you got vanilla and you'd bite into it and it was fucking banana yep rob crotch issues started so yes yeah, so young when they're lighty like that no nope. um what do you miss food wise most about Hawaii like what's one dish that you can only get in Hawaii that you can't get here um I think well Hawaiian food I do miss Hawaiian food there's like a place in um, Alexandria that does Hawaiian food but man it's expensive around here right so <laughs> like, like you go back to Hawaii what's the first thing you're like dying to eat like you're like oh I cannot wait the stupidest thing, and I know if any of my Hawaii friends listen to this, they're going to take my Hawaii card straight. But I will just say Zippy's, which is a restaurant in Hawaii, serves uh, chili spaghetti. It sounds like the foulest thing ever. And I may have found a place that makes it just as foul as that place does. But I will, and Mario won't even like address it. He'll be like, we're going, but... I'm protesting you having that chili spaghetti because it it is. It sounds like like similar to spaghetti tacos, right? It's like that weird marriage. Um, and it's just comforting, right? Like it's not even like it may taste like poo. I don't like gobble that up though. You're you're home. <laughs> you just took a 13-hour flight. You're home. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> My dad, again, we were poor as fuck. So we ate a lot of spam Yeah, growing up. I know that's like a Hawaiian thing. But yeah, growing up, we legit ate, like, I, that's another thing I can't ever eat again because we ate it as a, as a child. He you used to pretend that it was like sausage and hash and then like, he would make it for breakfast. He would like chop it up. 
And I was like, this is a hundred percent. Like it took me until I was an adult to realize that that's what that was. Cause they wouldn't right. tell us. But I remember seeing it on a cooking show one time and being like, Oh, that's what he was. Nice. You know, it's funny. You say it's like the cheapest and stuff. And I'm like, man, I see that creeping up though. It's like, Uh-oh. I think it's like $4 a can or something like Even that. Even chicken thighs that I used to be able to get like a 12 pack for like three bucks. They're like eight, $9 now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. So, but I'm not, I'm not sure if I can go back to the mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I can live off of butter and saltines. I'd be a thousand pounds. I mean, I'm already <laughs> super heavy, but I would be way heavier if I lived off of butter and saltines. It's weird how much things uh, flashback though. And things that, and I always get amazed, like such formative years when you're a kid and how that forms like your opinion of food, of your own, how how you live your life, right? You're like, uh, all the good stuff, you're like, that's what I'm going to do when I have kids. Or the bad stuff, like, I refuse to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Very, it's a... It's weird what we carry with us. <laughs> it is. It's just a backpack of trauma that we just backpack like all of us are sharing. And how long do you keep like until you forget? You know, like that was a big thing with me, right? Like, I mean, I don't have, I would have loved to have, I always get admirable of people who have, a, who are adults who have their parents still around. Because I don't have that, right? So I'm always like, how is that relationship like, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, you change, you change, that dynamic changes. And I never, I don't have that. So it's interesting to see, are you, are you still relating as adults? <laughs> or is it always that dynamic of parent-child? Like, even when you're grown, like, how weird. It's, it's weird. I mean, my parents are still married and I still see my parents every week. We do Sunday right. dinners and it's... Um, it's easier with my mom because now she's more like a friend, but then every now and then I have to be careful because I'll say something and she'll get like super offended. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I didn't mean it like that, but like, I get it. Yeah. She's still my mom, but, um, it's harder with my dad. I'm going to try to be just in case he listens to this. Um, Growing up, I was always closer to my dad, but now he's getting older and more forgetful and he's got some medical things going on. So Mm -hmm. it's getting harder because it feels like I have to take on more of a parental mode than I want to. But. Because I've heard of that, too, where it ends up flipping. Yeah. And just the relationships in general, I always get. You know, with your siblings, it's always your siblings. Even if you're, you know, you're always going to be the older sister. You're always going to be the, that that relationship doesn't ever change. But the whole parent-child thing often changes. And I always get a... For sure. Intrigued with that, I guess. Like my mom just told me recently, she was like, um, we just, they just filled out all their, like, if they die paperwork. I don't know what it's Ah, called. Yeah. And... She was like, yeah, I made you executor of our medical decisions. Now, keep in mind, I have a sister who's a nurse and another (laughs) sister who's married to a doctor. I work in finance. So, like, I would have been better with, like, their will and test, like, 
why why am I doing the medical right. I don't know I, right. everything I know about medical history is from Grey's Anatomy so right. like I'm not the person <laughs> so I said I just looked at her I was like that's great but I hope you know that I'm gonna call Kelly and whatever <laughs> Kelly tells me to do is what I'm gonna do so you're just you're just overstepping a step like you could have just right. gone straight to Kelly like come <laughs> to me but okay um okay so how many animals do you currently have right now uh four guinea and how, pig and the dogs what's the most you've ever had at one time um i i feel comfortable saying five five yeah i feel comfortable saying five random you know the whole the hedgehog the chinchilla and then a couple of the, I, I, I feel comfortable at five okay. <laughs> final answer do you <laughs> Do you feel like Mario is constantly on guard that you're going to come home with more? 100%. Okay. <laughs> and I think whenever there's, um, you know, because they just come across your feed on Facebook, the needing adoption thing, right? And I'm like, well, I can't be a foster. I got the three dogs, but you know what I could do? <laughs> you just get another one. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so look at that one. It's so cute. <laughs> I literally have a cart on Homeward Trails of just possible, like, adoption dogs. And the only thing that keeps me from pulling the trigger is that my parents got brand new dogs, the yeah. two. And it traumatized my dogs. Like, when oh, they yeah. went over there, my dogs were terrified of them and would just, like, hide under random furniture. So I think it would traumatize my dogs if I got them. Because they were little? Because they were puppies and little or? No, Dean is neurotic. All I know is my mom called me and was like, because she was supposed to be babysitting my dogs the weekend she got new dogs. I don't know why that was a thing, but whatever. And she was like, I need you to come get your dogs because Sam's been hiding under covers in a bedroom for two days. And Dean is literally on the couch because at that point, the dogs were too little to jump up on the couch. Yes. So Dean was just hiding on the couch, looking over the side, whining at them. So, like, it was a lot for them. Yes, it is a lot. Even just with two puppies. Yes, a lot. Oh, my goodness. No. Yeah, so that's, um, I think that's the most. I I want to say maybe four, but I'll, I'll be okay saying five. <laughs> I think it's closer to five. <laughs> are we counting goldfish? I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, recount. I know. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Five. five. You're like, 12 is actually close. <laughs> Sea monkeys? Are we kind of sea monkeys? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. at all. <laughs> yeah, five. I literally expect a text from you on a daily basis of just like, "Hey, Mario and I bought a farm. We are moving, and totally. we are looking at a farm. Actually, that and you know, like you say, you know, Otter Banks is your thing, and I was like, you know, like a farm with a backyard is like my thing. Yes. I can see totally, that. Food. Right. Totally not at a point right now. So now we're just like either looking at land or looking at a really raggedy house that's on a lot of land. Um, just so the dogs can have somewhere to run around. So I, I always think that's funny because I'm like, why did you buy your house? So your dogs can have a place to run around at. That's stupid. But here we are. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't help that Ryan is sending me links to alpacas, to which I tell Mario, I'm like, Oh, you can buy like alpacas? And he's you like, can. Well, 
oh my god you should come with me we literally two miles from my house because i'm in fucking woodbridge so like we got no rules here you can have a help alpaca in your apartment but like there's alpaca farms all around me and he was like well how much does an alpaca cost so i sent him the link that ryan gave me no that's what i said i'm like like a thousand bucks was one of the lower end ones but i'm like far but like one was like seven thousand or something like that, and he was like, "Just like that, you can buy." I'm like, "Dude, I, you can buy anything. You can, you can buy, buy anything. <laughs> like you can buy like a donkey. Let's have a donkey." So, anywho, <laughs> there's a so Ryan's in Texas now, right? No, he's not going to move to the summer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, hopefully that works out for him. <laughs> He, um, he yesterday was, you know, he has his truck, his, uh, Jeep truck. So he was like, mom, the, the blinker went out. I was like, oh, okay. It's like the whole, like, I guess it tells you, the car tells you like when something was out. So it, it said it and he goes, yeah. And then I went to check and the whole thing is out. The whole side is out. I'm like, well, is it like a fuse problem? It's like, I don't know. I checked the fuses. It's fine. And I said, well, okay, just go to work. Right. Like it's daytime. Like. I mean, you need a blinker, but like nobody blinks here anyway. So um, he goes, well, can I use one of the other cars? Because, um, you know, I don't have a blinker. But like, I mean, do you make left turns often? Like, <laughs> how, how many left turns do you make? Because you're just going straight to work. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to. Yes. Go and take the one of the cars and go whatever. I'm like, you're so paranoid. Like, what happened to my living on the edge child, right? What happened to that? Like, he's worried about blinkers. My blinkers would be out for decades. <laughs> I wouldn't know. It's I would so, never know. It's so frustrating. I'm sitting here going, where's my like rebel? You know, he's like freaked out because the blinker doesn't work. I'm like, learn the hand signals, dude. Learn been on for two months, and I'm like, whatever, whatever. And he was like, Well, I know the hand signals, I could just use that. I'm like, now you're now you're talking. <laughs> hand signal for left turn <laughs> That would be amazing if he just drove that you should tell him that's what it is. And then just go behind him and videotape him doing that out of his window at people. <laughs> you know he's gonna be on next door and be like, Does anybody know? <laughs> a kid out here calling everybody losers with hand signals i got the license plate <laughs> so yeah that was the um, yesterday. are we talking about moving out 100 percent, all the time he says he's 21 he's moving out ready or not world yeah, Maddie just got her license. I feel the same way. Ready? Yeah, I was gonna ask how that went. How the um test? She got just got her test, right? She passed. She just got her license in the mail. She asked me for a car. She's got a car. Oh, does she? I didn't know that. Yes, when you don't pay child support for a very long time, then you have to buy the kid a car. Ah. So that was the deal. That's good for her. I mean, right? Good for you too. You don't have to worry about it. And I don't have to keep driving her places, which, by the way, is annoying as shit. Well, and now you have somebody who can be like, oh, hey, I don't have milk. Can you go to the grocery store? <laughs> That's me. Game changer. Is, but I do 
I mean, and this is something you have experienced with that I don't like, I am just scared all the time now because now she's just yeah. out there with cars. Like, how do you make yourself less scared about yeah. them dying in a I fire? Know. Right. Because you <laughs> maybe don't think about them dying in a fire. Like, all I think about right now is yeah, like, I know. A giant, this will be the last time I see her. And I always feel like, and she is younger. So the nighttime thing, I'm not sure how you feel about nighttime driving. But I feel like daytime, I was semi-better than nighttime driving. Nighttime driving, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, how are you going to find your way? Like, they have all these, like, apps to find their way places. Like, why am I worried about you getting lost? It's not like you were like us with MapQuest, right? I mean, you don't. fucking <laughs> maps. Like, when I was driving, there wasn't even MapQuest. I had a fucking map. <laughs> I had to have, like, three maps because I lived in Virginia. So you had to have a D.C. map, yes. a Virginia map, and a Maryland map because they didn't fucking run together. You had to, like, Merge. spread the map because eventually your road ended in Virginia and it picked back up in D.C. or Maryland. <laughs> Stupid. So I figure, I feel like they're safer now, though. Like, even if it seems like distracted driving is a thing, right? Um, but I'm worried about her and I'm more worried yeah. about like, the other Everybody's, people yeah I hate that I hate other people this <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get edited out though because you can't go around saying how much you hate people but uh, but it's scary hey <laughs> <laughs> okay, watch us okay next week it's great <laughs> oh my gosh um what would Mario say your best quality is wow I would say I'm writing this down so that when we have him on, I can ask him the same question and the same thing and see if we pair together. So let me put my Mario hat on because he comes uh, up a whole newlywed game for you guys. Oh, that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Yes, that sounds fun. Um, I would say sense of humor, I would think. Yeah. What is what does he think your worst quality is? I think I already know this answer, but I just want to see. Oh my gosh. Um my worst quality, besides procrastination, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a thing? Um, my worst quality, uh, I'm going to go with procrastination. What do you think? I was going to say you're like fiery temper and like, because I know that he does have to like step in sometimes and be like, yes. and I'm the same way, which is why yeah, yeah. so much like you and I both are very like zero to a hundred very fast. So like, I've always loved that about Mario because he's like, I'm going to get in front of you and like, yes. <laughs> like you uh, want me to send my wife up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you would think that's bad though. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think that stuff like thinking, well, procrastination because you know I do wait for the nth hour to do X, Y, and Z, and that for my for my forward thinking husband is difficult to deal with sometimes, right? Like, oh, did you? Did you? I'm like, oh shit, no, I didn't. <laughs> so that, but um, the, the I think the fiery stuff I can't say like, because I always say I'm like, would you rather I not? Because I can be a potato, right? <laughs> I can have no no reaction too. He's wait, like, when's no. his birthday? Hit Mara's birthday? Yeah. March. 20th. So he's a Pisces? He's the Aries. Oh, so we're not, we're not compatible. No, I was going to say, so he's late March. Yes. Okay. Because Pisces is, would be great for you. Uh, yes. Which is he's why the, that makes sense. No, he's like, it's weird. He is not my compatible horoscope person. In fact, I think that's one that you're supposed to stay away from. Um, one of the worst combinations ever is Libra and Cancer. And Sean and I were Libra and Cancer. 
Well played, universe. Well, well played. played. <laughs> Although one of the best combinations ever is Virgo and Cancer, and that was me and Brindley, and look how that turned out. So oh you my know goodness. What? I can fuck up any relationship. Tear it up. <laughs> it's, it's done. I'm done. So, all right, what do you think is his best quality? Um, well, it's gonna be hard for him to answer. He's a what? very humble person yeah i think for me what his best quality is is he's very like straight and narrow and very like loyal i don't know if that's two things but straight and narrow in a sense of like there is no gray right like you either do or don't and he is he is the like the ride or die right like he will i mean he didn't even have to, like if i said we're going to go and beat up. Blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't even ask, like, what they do? No. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, what is his worst quality? Competitive. Not with, with, with even me. It's just with himself. Like, he's very, like, never, it's never good enough, right? Like, so, you know. I swear to God, he and I are the same person. This is why our relationship works so well. Because... <laughs> That, both of those answers were exa exactly what I would say about myself. And he, like, bowling. I mean, like, he's not, it's not even competitive with me because, you know, I mean, like, I suck. And so, and I have a pre, yeah, I'm okay with that. So, when he still suck at bowling. You've been, every time I talk to you, you're at the bowling alley. You've been at the bowling alley for 15 years. So, the misunderstanding with that is that because you go often, that you become good at it. It just solidifies the fact that I suck every week. <laughs> it's just, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to get better at that. If I haven't crossed the bridge yet. I swear to God. But he is, um, he is very competitive with himself. Like even if he's up there, like even with softball, if he, if he, even to me, hit a ball that was like, whoa, you made contact. Because <laughs> that's, that's my my bar for myself, right? It's like, whoa, we made contact, yay. <laughs> um, but even if he made it and like he may have made it to first or second over, he's like, no, I should it should have been gone. It should have been whatever. And I'm like, dude, like self, self, what? Not deprecating, because he's not very negative about himself, but he just challenges himself all the time. Yeah. So I think that that's his. For good or bad, I'm going to put that in the bad category because sometimes it's a bit much. <laughs> I get it. 100%. What is the favorite? I mean, I know the Magnet store was up there, but what is the your most favorite job you've ever had? Uh, I'm going with... I, I did like the photography thing. I do miss it. Uh, I'm not sure if it's something I, I want to go back to, but that was something that was fun to do. It was nice to have like photos and people put photos of stuff that I did on the wall and junk. That was fun. I have several photos of you. <laughs> right here. I turned it into a coaster. See? <laughs> it's fun for me to see that kind of stuff. Anything like like that, like creative stuff. But photography is probably one of my favorite ones. I did wedding planning. I was going to say that, but I don't think I miss it. Yeah. I don't think I can go back to that. 
What about white oaks? You don't miss them? Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about white oak. Because no. <laughs> you blocked it out. That's uh, trauma right there. Yeah. Um, what is yours? Favorite, Favorite job? Oh. That's hard because I actually am one of those really annoying people that likes to work. Like I've been working since I was 16. Um, oddly enough, lots of places I've worked have gone out of business. So it became like a thing where like, I'm like the kiss of death. Like I'm the angel of death. Cause I worked at Heckinger's and that was my first job. Which Heckinger's was the home improvement place before Home Depot. Uh, and then Home Depot opened and Heckinger's closed. Yeah. Um, and then I was a hairdresser. I really liked that. Oh, that was cool um bartender waitress i don't know it's so hard um i loved working at state that was like that was just such a cool job and just a cool thing to do but it was so exhausting yeah um i really love my job now like i i really do love my job now like i'm actually i there's definitely hard weeks and hard days but like genuinely i i enjoy logging in every day and doing my job and i feel like it's something i like to do but i am an introvert so being an analyst and dealing with money and not people is like the best thing ever. <laughs> like i loved state but i am an introvert so that was hard exhausting, exhausting. like it was like really, yeah. like emotionally was emotionally exhausting mm-hmm. Like I would come home being at state made me a really shitty person because I, and I'm, and I, I mean, I'm sure you've noticed we talk a lot more now that I'm not there, but being there, you know, I, I couldn't keep up with my friends because it was like, I was so mentally and emotionally exhausted from having to be on that it was like when I got home, I couldn't answer texts. I couldn't make phone yeah. calls. I couldn't see people. You know, my friends would be like, hey, do you want to come out on your day off? And it's like, no. <laughs> be charging. Be under my covers. It was making me a shitty mom. Like, yeah. my, like I would come home from work and the next day my kids would be in my face talking to me. And it's like, I can't, you guys. Like, I can't. Yeah. So I miss it. But it was better for me mentally not to be there. But I think you're physically too. Like that's a lot of running around. And... I age, man. We used to have to move tables and chairs, which were yeah. met by the way, in and out of the building like several times a week. Yeah. Which is great when you're 20. But at 40 fucking three, I mean, I'm in good shape, but fucking at some point it's like you're coming home. And, and I was wondering about that, like 20 year old running around. I was like, I don't remember. Like. You know, people always say it's an age thing. Oh, when you're 20, whatever, you can just, like, wake up super early and, like, or sleep. Like, you had all this energy and stuff. I was like, I felt like I slept more in my 20s. 100%, but it was good sleep. Like, <laughs> you're sleeping in your 20s for 15 hours and you wake up, great. Now, if I slept 15 hours, I'd wake up and my entire body would be in, like, some sort of, like, horrible... Rigor mortis. Like, yeah, like, I would be like... <laughs> And you'd have to like pour oil even now if i take a nap during the fucking day yeah and it's longer than an hour no 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 so yeah like i remember in my 20s because i was wait i waited tables in my 20s yeah and 
we would, I mean, Lori, who oddly enough, I waited tables with in my 40s, um, her and I would get off work at like 11. We would drive directly to D.C., we would party all night in D.C. Like, because that was back when the clubbing in D.C. and raves were huge. So there was like a different place every night and you had to have a password. It was like a big thing in the 90s, late yeah. 90s, where raves were like all the rave. So, and we would stay because they were illegal. So it's not like they closed at two in the morning. They just went all night. Right. And we would leave D.C. at six o'clock in the morning, busted out of our minds, like, hungover still drunk we would drive back to the restaurant and sleep in the parking lot for four hours wake up drink a diet coke smoke a cigarette and clock in for our next shift and we were fine fine we would do that for days i get off work now and i'm in bed by nine o'clock the days that i would have to stay at state till two or three in the morning the next day was crushing yeah and i wasn't even partying i just worked yeah like I drank water. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I drank only water and still had heartburn and felt like shit the next day. <laughs> like getting old sucks. It's odd, man. I did not sign up for this. Because you don't feel the decline. Like it's no. really weird. Like it just happens. Like it slowly. It happens. Gradually. And all the next thing you know, you're like, ooh. Yeah. That that hurts. <laughs> I was joking with a friend the other day, but it just happened to me that like, um, every now and then I'll sneeze and I'm not expecting it and I'll feel it in my neck and I like freeze. And I'm like, if I don't move at all, my neck won't go out. Yeah. Because I've definitely sneezed and like fucking threw my neck out oh, for gosh. like a week and a half and needed like a goddamn steroid and some like opiates. <laughs> I'm a sneeze. So now it's like anytime my body does anything it's not expecting, I like do this like dog thing where just, the dogs freeze and they just like hope that <laughs> the danger passes. It's ridiculous. But, you know, as much as I get down about, I mean, I feel like I get down about it, but I'm like, ooh, that feels weird because you're like 40 something. Oh, no, no. But I'm like, you know, I feel grateful. <laughs> and it's a weird stance. I know. Grateful, like, I made it, like, this far. Yeah. For sure. Because well, I don't think I should have. Right. I mean, like, my mom passed away when she was 44. I mean. What did she die from? She had uh, breast cancer. But it was super late diagnosed. Evidently. My mom was into um, playing her odds, as my aunt would say about her. She was like, she would just, she thought, ah, I know I have it, but I'm not going to be one of them. And you got to figure this was, you know, she passed away in 86. So this was like, you know, before all the early detection, get your mammogram thing was a thing, you know. And uh, but she knew she had it. She she knew she had it for a good six months before she even went in. But by the time she went in, it had um, went into the rest of her body. So she did have a double mastectomy, um, and then came home, and then went into the hospital again, and then never came out after that. So, mm. but she was young. I mean that that I mean at the time you're like you know I was ten. I was like, 
you don't know, like that's not young, you know? <laughs> and then as, you know, my kids started getting to be 10 years old, I'm looking at that going, that's the age, you know, like that's the age that, and then as I got up to 44, I was like, damn, <laughs> you know, like I feel like there's so much more in life, like, holy cow. Yeah. For that to be like the end. I mean, yikes. So, I was, do you, have you ever done the test? Like, do you know if you have the Baraka gene? So, I know it's going to sound very negligent. Um, no, I haven't. And the, the interesting part is that out of my mom's siblings, she was the only one that had it. Now, the bad part is, is my dad's side has uh, sprinkles of that too. His, both of his sisters had um, breast cancer. So I didn't. Because a part of me was like, they offered it to me when I was 30. I think they do it 10 years before she had passed, so 34. And they were like, take the test, see whatever, whatever. And then part of me was like, and then what though, right? I mean, I guess it's better to know than not know. But also then what? Yeah. Like, I guess you get like reconstructive and then... I mean, I can't say shit. I'm four <laughs> years late on my first mammogram. I haven't, still haven't gone. Yeah. Well, and I feel bad. Like, I'm not as, as diligent as I should be with that. Um, considering, right? You would think that, oh, my mom, like, I would be the first one in line every, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> every chance. Um but I also feel like I take care of myself more than she did. She was um, a smoker and, um, you know, ate whatever. I mean, she was a thin lady, but she didn't eat the best either, you know. So I don't know. I think sooner or later I will just because I feel like shit if I didn't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I haven't. Yes, that is literally on my next list of things I need to get accomplished soon. Um, hard, man. So much stuff. It's so like much it's, stuff. I feel like it's a full-time job, just taking care of yourself. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, as I get older, I'm like, I have a fucking... At this point, I have so many doctor's appointments that I'm pretty sure that my job thinks I have cancer. <laughs> and they, I feel like they're. it's always on the tip of their tongue. Like, they like, know they can't ask. But didn't she just go? Like, <laughs> Didn't you just they're always like, you have another doctor's appointment? So they either think I'm a fucking liar or they like are waiting for that day that I, I like announced to everybody because like, <laughs> I'm at the doctor's all the fucking time. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed, I mean, it's a good thing to get all the things checked out and stuff, but I just feel like so much to, mm-hmm. your, to your whole self. Like, when, and then I feel like once you get your eye on one thing, then something else is going to creep up and whatever i'm like i don't know 100 percent. and honestly so like like you said like so i just found out that i have i'm vitamin d deficient like the normal people have a vitamin d range between like 80 and 100 and i'm at 12 oh my god (laughs) yeah so So you're taking the super pill you're taking an iv full of vitamin d um 
Also, I'm super immature. And the entire time I was on the video Zoom call with my doctor, every time he was like, yeah, you're, you're lacking D. You need, you need to get some D. I was like a child and I was like, I wanted to be like, truth. You're telling me. <laughs> and I was like trying to be like not a 13 year old boy, but I wanted to laugh every time he said it. Um, but so, yes, I'm also vitamin B deficient. I have almost no vitamin B in my body. And then I have a dangerously high level of estrogen. We, this is like a, a trifecta of breast cancer. So oh, it doesn't mean I have breast cancer. Right, right. Like this is a perfect storm. Like if, if a meteorologist was calling this, they'd be like a breast cancer tornado is going to touch down right. any second. So they were like, you got to go get a mammogram. Cause apparently I've been like this and this is what's causing all my shit. And so I've been like this for five years. So what does estrogen, like, what does that, what symptoms is too much? Like if you have too much estrogen, what? Well, um, like severe weight gain, which I have, um, your hair falling out. Um, you, I cry a lot. I basically have all the symptoms for menopause, but mm-hmm. I'm not in menopause. I just have way more estrogen than I'm supposed to. Um, also, most women, you're supposed to have testosterone. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be pretty like 50, 50. Mm-hmm. I have no testosterone in my body at all. So is it low testosterone is making it be look, be high estrogen or it's two separate entities? Two. This is how fucked uh, up. I, I, like one should have balanced out another, but yeah. they went in different directions. Yeah. So what do you do for either? What do you do to suppress? And I mean, you can always take stuff for testosterone. They're giving me testosterone cream that I have to like rub on my arm every night. As far as the estrogen goes, I need to get my IUD taken out and I need to uh, change my diet a bit. And a lot of the medications that they have had me on for the last five years, different doctors, by the way, this new doctor is not the one that did that, but I was diagnosed with PCOS, mm-hmm. which is low estrogen, high testosterone. So they've been giving me stuff, but turns out I actually don't have PCOS. And so they were giving me the wrong things for the last five years. Yeah. Or is the thought that that caused this? They're not sure. They just know that either way, he he's like, as somebody with PCOS, like they've done, and I have it, like they do blood work every year. And he's like, it this has not just happened. So like they have not been paying attention to like how this has been going. Right. So yeah, I have a lot of stuff happening, but I just recently went gluten-free, which I thought it was going to be really hard because, man, 15 years ago, that was like a death sentence as far yeah. as like, goes. but like now everything has gluten in it. Like I literally was like at um, Harris Teeter in tears because like my favorite thing in the world is cereal. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to eat cereal again. And then I got there and realized like Cheerios is gluten free. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, so this is not that big a deal. Right. I've like literally made minor changes and it's not that big of a deal. I'm also supposed to go dairy free, which I haven't done yet because that sounds like a death sentence to me. I mean, I'm, I've like stopped eating blocks of cheese, which is my favorite thing. But like the other day I ate a plant-based, um, buffalo chicken quesadilla 
which was fucking disgusting. So I've decided that people that eat dairy-free and meat-free are thin because they're starving. Starving themselves. Because the food is disgusting. You know, I went vegetarian five months. I want to say May to whatever the end of five months was. This, I went to the doctor, freaked me out with, <laughs> with blood work. And I was like, that's it. I need to. And I, I was vegetarian before. I was vegetarian when I was pregnant with Ryan. And so, but, you know, I blame Ryan for the reason why I went back on meat. Um, and so I was like, I did it before. I didn't do it again. But difference is that before I was, you know, it was me and Mario. And even before that, it was just me and myself. So, I mean, it was yeah. easy to do it yourself. Now I got the, you know, the awesome. carnivores with me. Awesome. <laughs> and so it's me making my own thing. And then, you know, regardless if I made it or more, whatever, but like, it's two separate things, right? Because I am with the thing of just because I, it's me, doesn't mean I have to push my stuff on you. You guys are your own person, you know, your own people, you can mm-hmm. do your own thing. So I make my own thing, they'd have their own thing. And then after a while, I realized, and obviously I wasn't doing it right, because I feel like I was eating more processed stuff than than I would have before. And so I feel like, well, how is this helpful when I'm still eating the same, but it feels like it's worse for me, even if it's plant-based. That's <laughs> a, I don't cook. So it's not like I'm whipping up a fucking salad or like with <laughs> goddess dressing that's all over TikTok. Right. No, I'm like eating weird frozen buffalo chicken quesadilla things that like the cheese looked like it was plastic. And- right. It did not taste good. Like I know this is how I know it wasn't good because the dogs wouldn't even come near it. <laughs> like wouldn't even like usually when I'm eating something, they're right next to me. Like, oh, yeah. I hope she dropped something. And they would not even come near me. Yeah, they knew better. <laughs> yes. But I and I can't say I felt any better. I, I feel like I felt even more like shit. And I've, obviously that's a me problem. It's not a overall vegetarian issue. I wasn't doing it in the correct way. I wasn't getting my protein in. And I know that. And I think part of my thing is that I don't really eat a lot. But you know, when you eat, you eat good, right? But anyways, <laughs> um, just in a day, but you have to eat more, right? When you're on those kind of a diets, like you can't, I had to ha- like be strict about, okay, you're eating breakfast, but you also have to pay attention to your protein and all that other stuff. Okay, great. But then you had like maybe two hours later, three hours later, I still had to eat something else. Whereas a normal day, I could just maybe have something in for breakfast and not eat till dinner. That's not healthy either. But you know, like that's kind of how I would eat. But I don't know, I felt like I would have to eat more often and I would eat stuff that like may not have been the best. And again, that's my a me issue. I went about it wrong. So I ended up going back again, which wasn't hard because, you know, again, mm-hmm. I live with <laughs> They were very supportive. Uh, don't get me wrong. They were super supportive of stuff. They weren't like sabotaging and trying to sneak meat into stuff. But it was a little bit more difficult. And I feel like it is easier now than it was. I think the only thing I used to have back in the day was like Boca Burger. That was like the OG of all veggie yeah. burgers, right? And um, and you just eat like falafel was a thing that I would eat before too I mean I don't know now I just feel like there's more you can get like meatballs that's meatless meatballs or whatever you can get stuff that transitions well into the thing but again unless I'm making it from scratch I mean 
just eating it straight from the freezer and stuff. And I'm like, how is this any more healthy for me then? I don't know. And I don't mind cooking the thing, but some of these ingredients, come on. It's like a laundry list, right? I can't. I see some steps in it. I'm not doing it. And I, you know, and I try and be, I'm like, okay, if it tastes like the actual one, I'll go all in. Let's let's do this, right? So forks, forks and knives or forks over knives or whatever it is, or what are vegan your food, whatever it is on Instagram. And I go on a thing and it's like, like the list of stuff. And then you watch the video of all the steps. And I'm like, and that's just for me. Like, oh my God. Like I saw that, that green goddess dressing looks amazing, but it's got like 15 ingredients and it took like an hour to make. I I already am. I've already ordered a pizza. (laughs) The gluten-free thing is interesting though. That actually has been super easy because yeah. everything's pretty much gluten-free now. Like there's not, yeah. I remember when that was like you such a huge, I could yes. not find it anywhere. But like, honestly, like I realized after the doctor talked to me, I went into my own kitchen because I was like, oh, let me make a list of all the things I like and then go try to find them at the store, yeah. gluten-free. And I would look at them and I'd be like, oh, this is already gluten-free. Like Bro. I already have a ton of gluten-free stuff. Once they make Oreos gluten-free, you know you're in good hands, right? Come on. Stop it. Stop it. I'll I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Notice I have not felt any different, but he said it's going to take about a month. But Ain't that some shit, though? How come you have to wait a month for results to show? But then as soon as you eat something shitty for you, it's like, I feel it. Right. But now that I'm, like, eating healthier, I feel... I gotta wait. (laughs) I feel nothing. Nothing has changed. I have not to wait. Like, what's up with that? If I ate the really shitty stuff, I mean, stupid. Yeah, I don't like it either. But I like the gluten free thing has kind of, but I'm not sure I can sell it on the rest of the yeah. <laughs> rest of the folks. So, I know. I know. All right. Try to see if there's anything uh, that we haven't covered. No, I think you've done well, right? So you're yeah. gone next week? Yes, I leave Friday. Okay. We could do a total episode on that. Right? What could we discuss? With my sister? Yeah. Sisterly relationship. Definitely do that. Um, (laughs) We could. She works in the medical field, so she's got a lot of fun stories from COVID. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yes. What what did she work in? Uh... She did pre COVID. She did end of life care, Aww. and then when COVID hit, it was like all hands on deck. So yeah. they were pulling and so then she be, she became like a COVID nurse, and then eventually that just burnt her the fuck out. And so then she switched to now she's doing. Um, uh what is it? in vi- in vitro whatever she's helping people have babies oh yeah yeah so she works for a clinic that does like the artificial and some like the in vitro stuff yeah well she did a bookend then right she yeah did the and, like- <laughs> and she's in school she went back to college so like while she's doing this she's also going to college to become a um like a crime scene medical person oh that's cool Yes. Oh, that sounds like fun. She has a lot I mean, of really fucked up stories. 
I mean, not for the people who had crimes against them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's fun for her. <laughs> but she is that person. Like, she's always been that person. Like, yeah. like, if you need to find anything about anybody, she will find it. it. She will get it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Gotta so it's been really hard to keep this secret from her. Like, I can only talk to her. And then you find, because you find yourself, you're going to say something, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to, like, okay, last night. So you can't post this until, like, after I leave. But she, um, I almost fucked up last night because we were talking and I'd been drinking. And I, she is uh, remodeling her basement with a Beetlejuice theme. Oh, cute. And so she was sending me links to things that she's, gonna decorate with and I was buying a bunch of them for her birthday and so I was like okay I was like your packages should get there and I was like about to be like right about the time I get there and I was like your packages should be there right about the time it's your birthday (laughs) so so close (laughs) like so she doesn't know I'm coming out there yeah I told you we have this like sister thread and I guess she saw some crazy fucking like TikTok that had like two flights that were flying at each other and they like narrowly missed each other. So she started sending these into the chat and I'm texting my other sister and I'm like, I'm dying. (laughs) This is freaking me out because she doesn't know I'm about to get on a plane, but everybody else knows I'm about to get on a plane. So then they start like in the chat, they're like, um, so what is everybody doing this weekend? Like trying to get yeah, her like to yeah. throw off, but like without being like, Kelly, stop. You're freaking yes. Aaron out. Like, You're freaking her out. It was just so funny. I think I saw that one. It was FedEx and Southwest or something. Yes. Crazy. I did not need to see that. And then I heard the the thing, which made me realize like, I have no, my hearing is really bad. I have no idea what they're saying to each other. <laughs> like the, the tower. I didn't, I mean, I feel like they were speaking in code the whole time. I also feel like nobody was as panicked as they fucking should have been. The fact that at the end, the guy was like, thank you for your professionalism. You're welcome. I'm sorry, what? You could have, like, totally killed people. We don't. Like, both of them the whole time. Like, I would have been like, abort, 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 abort. Like, Like, you're going to crash into the other plane. Like, that would have been me. Yes. We were just like. Normal people. They were like totally, oh, no, no, okay. Well, thank you so much for your professionalism. I was like, what? <laughs> I can't handle. Like, how is everybody so calm? Also, Southwest in general is scaring the shit out of me because I also saw another video. Oh, no, it was Spirit. Was that who was you're from? No, no, no. Mm. Um, but it was, I think it was Spirit. There was like a video where like, the air traffic controller was like the planes had been grounded because there was a storm coming and the spirit pilot was like, I'm going, dude. And they were like, you can't do that. And he was like, I'm up. Wheels are up. And he's just like, wait. And all you can hear on the on the mic is like the people at the airport going, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's getting scary out there. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with air travel? Yeah. yeah. I'm planning uh, Mario's... Um, birthday party it's he was one this is his thing he is wanting it's, it's his his thing he wants to ride his motorcycle to texas okay yeah 
And then, uh, <laughs> um, and then he wants a party there, right, for his because his family and stuff. So I've been coordinating the party aspect, um, which really only, I mean, <laughs> this isn't bad. I mean, he has, you know, we have family there, so I'm kind of more so leaning on them to. Okay, so because one of them, his one of his nephews, the wife's family owns a Mexican restaurant, so we're doing it there. But you know, he's wanting like super low key. He's wants family around, just super chill. And then his nephew is like, for their daughters, can say they had um, like a singer guy, cowboy hat dude, sings like a dude, like, and uh, it's like a mini concert. And he's like, you want me to get the guy? And I'm like. He kind of just wants a mellow birthday, like this family. And he's like, well, you know, it won't be good without a DJ. <laughs> so it turns into like this big thing of a party and stuff. It's having a quinceanera. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like a, it's like a quince times what four, I guess. So I keep, so you know, Marla's like, well, I don't want, and you know, I have some come from a place of gratitude. It's because they love you. They're wanting to defy all things I just said to them. No, <laughs> I just they love you. They want to ha- make sure you have such a great birthday, and that's their way of showing their love because it is their way of showing love and stuff. So. He's cool with that, but I just thought it was like, when do we get there? <laughs> like, when do we get to like family just like making it a huge thing with the whole thing and like whatever. So, anyways, I'm going to. That's in April. I'm gonna head over there, and then uh, he's like, I'll just leave a couple days before you guys leave. So I'm trying to think of how to get a tracker on this guy because I get where he's gonna be like. I mean, he's by himself, right? So I'm like, oh. It was the Apple thingies that the stalkers are using to, like, Okay, mark- but do those things, like, do you, like, only have to have, I feel like you only have to have an Apple device, though, to, like, read them. Like, do we have an Android version? There's, like, the tile, but I'm not sure the tile is the same. No, but you can get Life360. That will follow him. Using the thing. Oh, you mean, like, as a, the app thingy, right? That. Will, yeah. Yeah. Download Life360 on his phone and your phone? Yeah. I can see my kids all the time. In fact, my kids use it annoyingly to track me. Where you're at. Like, it's so annoying. Is it like a just a regular app? It's not like a yeah. sub thing, like a subscription? No, thing? it's just a regular app. And, like, they have different levels. Like, there's a free version, which is what I have. Yeah. And then you pay for it. It shows you, like, much more detail. But, like, it's a full map. And, like, my kids get alerts as to where the fuck I am and, like, when I leave the house. Yes, yes. I feel like it, I need that. I felt a little weird. I'm like, like the speed I'm going in my car. I can't imagine you getting yelled at about that though. Oh my God. Routinely, I would be on my way home from state at like midnight and I'm on the fucking express lane, by the way. Yeah. So I'd be going like 70 and both my kids would be like, ma'am, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> like bitches. <laughs> or they'll call me. It also shows like, like how much battery I have on my phone. Oh, wow. Routinely, I would get a text from one of my kids like, you're at 17%. You should charge your phone. Like, fuck. This is not where I got this app. This app is not to watch me. They reverse Uno'd you. And I do have to, like, I have to, like, turn it off sometimes because sometimes mommy likes to do stuff that the kids don't need to know about. 
I'm gonna say, are they near you? Because I feel like you can't tell them that. <laughs> Literally, sometimes I have to like uncheck the follow box so that mommy can get some mama time without like giving the third degree when I get home. Oh. But I literally will have like kids be like, oh, are you at Safeway? Can you bring me home something? Oh, mom, you're about to pass McDonald's. Can you stop? Not why I'm here. Nope. The other day, Madison was like, I was in the car and there's like this weird thing where like from the car. So the parking spot is on the other side of the building. It's not that far from my house, but like for some reason, the walk between my parking spot and my house, there's like a dead zone. Oh. So I was on the phone with my boss. So I didn't want to lose her in the conversation. Yeah. So I parked and I was just sitting there talking to her in my car. Sure enough, 10 minutes later, Maddie texted me and she's like, are you okay? You're still sitting in the car. Don't you have things to do besides watch what the fuck I'm doing on my phone? I think it's cute that she didn't even try and come out to go and check on you. <laughs> no, she's gonna. I mean, why would she do that? Would she do that? She's just gonna text. <laughs> so something like, was wrong. At what, like, at what point would you come out and be <laughs> like, "Mom hasn't moved from her car"? <laughs> That's what I feel bad sometimes when I'm texting Ryan. I'm like, "Everything okay?" I'm thinking, but if it's not. <laughs> This is my life. My kids, you prepared me for this because you used to send me the screenshots from like you and Ryan, but like I was still unprepared for the level of texting that would happen in my home. In your house. Like, do you guys want dinner? And, yeah, it's both ways though. It's both ways. It's it, not it's, even just from them to you. You would think that you, when you say like, do you want dinner? What, what, what are you guys thinking? That they would both emerge. Yeah. No. And come to where I am. But it's not. They're both like. Mm-hmm. Exactly how it goes. Nobody moves. Half the time, Madison's like, I already door dashed. I ate an hour ago. I'm like, you, okay. Thanks I for did, I would say, I didn't want anything. <laughs> did anything. What's, with What's with the door dashing solo? How come they don't ever come out and ask? Like, oh, I'm getting, you need anything? I feel like the only time they ask me if I need anything is if they secretly want me to pay for it. That's exactly the reason. And you know what? At some point, I don't even care if I have to pay for it, if it brings food right. to my door. I, I don't mind. Just like, but maybe I wanted something from Chipotle, too. Maybe I wanted something, too. And no, you don't even order Chipotle again, and the guy's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this one? Judgment from the Chipotle driver. And and doing the double delivery fee and double the... double the, the have to do this again. I have to do it again. Like, stop. Ask me beforehand. Survey the group. Survey the group. <laughs> same way if i'm asking you i expect the same in return but no i just get the the ding dong you know i don't have we have ring but i don't have the chime so i don't hear it because my chime broke so yeah. i haven't got a new chime so i don't hear the ding dong inside i just see the thing when the guy comes and pushes the thing so mm-hmm. i'm like texting and i'm like oh you're and i said did you order food ye um you may want to go get it. It's at the door. Like, how else would I know it? KK. I get that all the time, too. Everything's super abbreviated. Sometimes I have to, like, I'm embarrassed to ask, so I just Google it to see. What <laughs> like, what does this mean? That's when I feel out of touch, though. Like, why? why is, like, no cap? That one took me a while. And then I, once I, once I learned it, then I, I reverse Uno'd it on them. And I would literally just be like, cap on. 
so like generational, right? You're like, oh, you think so? <laughs> like they'd be like, that's cap mama. I'd be like cap on or no cap? Cap, cap over? Spilled over cap? What, what kind of cap are we doing? I'm hoping to kill it. Like I'm hoping my inability to use it or to use it so frequently, maybe it'll die. Use it horribly in front of their friends. So. <laughs> like we can't use that anymore. That's no, my goal. you shouldn't. <laughs> it should yeah. not have been a thing anyway. Okay. It never should have been a thing. Never should have been. Okay. You want to do an outro? Oh, have we come up with a good one yet? I feel like we need a song too. I feel like we need a transitional insight, like an intro and an outro. Right. Like I, words, because we need like a little, you know? Because okay. I feel like our focus is what? I mean, besides just like, people that's good I like people like in that sense you know but I like learning about relationships is good right yeah I mean I don't have much to give in that area but <laughs> well like like your relationship with your sister is a good thing oh, yeah, you know yeah. like it doesn't have to be like relationship you know like just people how like processing how people what makes it work with yeah. friendships it doesn't make I, it work and I feel like with Steve, I was going to be like, how far can we go with him? Because yeah. I want to talk about. Because I don't know if he's ready to talk about. I mean, he I jokes think about her. Be careful with that one. Because I don't want this to be like a I hate Tiffany session. Right, like, right, right. I was going to steer completely away from that because I feel like he has more to offer than. Right. That because I feel like I I'd like to dive into. Why public office? Yes. Because that's a huge issue. Michigan. But he did, yeah. And like, he didn't really mention that he's a pastor. So is that not a thing? I mean, he was a pastor. Yeah. Is he not doing, because like when, you know, when I was asking him for the intro, I know he's being silly about it, but he never mentioned. I don't know. We can ask him about that. Because that's kind of, like, is he not ordained anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it expires. <laughs> I, I think so. No. Or is that like not at every I'm saying we can ask him and then um yeah so I was going to stay actually completely away from that because I feel like again I feel like he has more to offer and oh my god what's with the animal heads those are animal heads right those are yeah, animal heads yeah we talk about that how is that not a show watch that show every day how is that Where I watch low deck and they're on the same fucking boat every day <laughs> And I've been riveted for years. <laughs> I'm just like, what made, like, he went full. That one guy went full. And I'm just like super curious. And like, I get it, you go all out. But you went pause, dude. You went. <laughs> yeah, that was like a costume. I mean, I'm sure it's warm. I'm sure that was part of it. Warmth. I mean, again, why the fuck are you guys all outside? Why? Why are they like Michigan is like so like cold? Like why oh, why are you there? My my sister lives like an hour from them. An hour from the tundra? Yeah. Like it's gonna <laughs> be 19 degrees when I go there. No. Yeah. No. That should be illegal. Right. On so many levels. Okay, so what's a good outro for us? We do. I mean, we don't have to come up with it now, but what are what, what kind of things are we? Something like a good little tagline for us. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. running into the the goth. <laughs> no cat. Okay. Cap on. <laughs> um, I don't know. Should we just say goodbye and then we'll work on it? Yeah. Like I said, work in progress. Right, work in progress. <laughs> That's gonna be it forever. We're gonna be like in this for a year and be like, we have to renew our our RSS feed, <laughs> and we still work in progress. <laughs> work in progress. <laughs> we never moved an inch. They never. I am happy that we're on two platforms, though. So we're making progress, but just not like with the actual show. No, not with the content. Just <laughs> how many people can hear our content? Not with the content Ask. itself, though. Ask Ryan and Shane what they think our outro should be. Yeah, I'll ask them because they listen to. Hold the people. Hold the yeah. man. For or should we like ask regular people? Right. Outro. Good outro. Anyhow. I like it. We'll come with that. All right. All right. See you at the next one. <laughs>